0: we have a joke in our barn from one of our German friends was like, do they not have corners in America? (laughs) Because legit, every single time somebody comes from Germany, it's like, go in the corner, like use your corner. And somehow in America, like we just don't like, that's just not a big thing. And once you start using corners, you're like, wow, like, why did I not allow myself to set my horse up in a better balance and like use this corner um get the rib cage soft get the inside hind leg under get the outside side of the horse stretching so the horse can like continue to like push into the contact correctly with active hind legs into an elastic connection hey guys it's jj from team tate academy welcome to my podcast dressage life with me jj tate Like you, I've had my fair share of ups and downs, both with horses and in life in general. I've been so fortunate to have spent most of my life learning from some of the best riders and trainers on the planet. I've also worked hard to learn to cope and balance the crazy highs and heartbreaking lows that come with having horses in our lives. I want this podcast to inspire you, teach you, and remind you that it's all normal, and we are all in this together. I'm so glad you're here. Today's episode was originally featured in my private Facebook group, Team Tate TV. If you're not already there, please join us for more inspiring conversations. Hey guys! I thought it would be great to, again, like, give you a little heads up on what's going on this week and what was really fun about this week was we had, we had a, a big week. Um, the FEI trainers conference happened this week and I got to ride Romeo. So that was really exciting. But then I also got to be a fill in rider with Denali. So it was a really big, exciting event for Denali. He, uh, kind of had like a cold start. <laughs> he didn't get to prepare and nobody got to see him the day before, So Denali, you know, took one for the team and he was, he was really uh, terrific. So that was really exciting. Um, What else? It was, it's always so fun. Like I remember, I mean, I don't know how many years they've been doing this, but I remember like coming down and it was always this like really special Monday, Tuesday, you know, you'd like get down to Wellington and wherever you were from, it was always freezing cold, probably snowing, and it was always this, like, special event that, like, all the best trainers in the country, like, all come. It's, like, such a special event, and the USDF does such a great job creating it, um, hosting it. Thank you, Marianne McPhail, like, the place is amazing, and it's just, like, a fun a fun tradition i've been a demo rider probably at least four if not five different times so um i love it and it's such an inspiring two days and just to be around everyone who is a trainer and an fei trainer it's just a really inspiring two days you know always um i do wish there would have been some kind of like Monday night or Sunday night, like get together for a little like lecture. Cause I'm a, I'm a big geek and I love lectures. (laughs) And of course, Lendon Gray, um, with her WIT program is doing an amazing series. So we're going to get her on here on the podcast, um, soon to tell us all about what she's up to. Cause that's separate, but completely amazing. But I just, um, For the trainers conference, like it would have been really fun to have Sven and Sabine like do some type of lecture about, or just talk, you know, about what they look for and what their philosophies are and what are their priorities. Um, They did a great job like presenting and Lilo Four was like, I'm not like the MC, but she kind of really brought it all together. So Sabine Schu Carry, who of course you guys all know as one of our most amazing team riders on Senseo, self-trained horse, amazing rider, amazing person. Like she's just beautiful and like all, she's just great. Um, and Sven Rothenberger, for those of you who don't really know who he is, um, he was a very successful German rider who ended up marrying a very successful Dutch rider And they've got two kids, and they are uh, very, very successful. Um, Sanka, their son, rides Cosmo, who's on the A-list for the German team. So um, the whole family is, like, really into riding and top sport. And, yeah, they've been in the sport for a long, long time. Like, I remember Sven in the 90s and, like, early 2000s being really uh, in the top sport for sure. So... It's really fun to now hear him as a coach uh, when he was before much more like a rider himself, but now his kids are doing really really well, European championships and stuff like that. so it was really fun to hear they're both um German, and of course so was Lilo too and so it was really fun to after having experienced Germany <laughs> for the last two years, um I felt right at home. <laughs> Um, Sabine really brings a elegance and wonderful content and um, real detail to fine aids and really, really like how to do it. And then I thought uh, Sven really brought like the, yeah, like the good, straightforward German writing, you know, and not that Sabine's not about that. they were both amazing, very good teachers, very different teachers. Um, Like, yeah, how to describe it. Um, There's been a lot of awesome posts (laughs) that um, people have written. Actually, Eliza Sidner Dressage did an amazing job. She, like, wrote, like, all these notes about every ride. Um, So definitely check that out for really, really detailed notes. Um, I'm going to share some of the things that I took away in my own rides and just in general, like what it was about. Um, but I really think it's such an important event. And I really, um, again, thank USDF and Marianne McPhail for her for her facility and um, everyone who's in the USDF and organizing. Kathy did an amazing job being the rider liaison. Um, Lilo did a super job blending the two different teachers Sabine and Sven like Lilo has a really great way of like bringing the 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 different ideas together and you know asking the questions in a way that the clinician could answer them really well um I thought she was a really important part of the whole thing too um there were eight riders I believe yeah four before lunch and four after lunch very good horses very good riders um really inspiring it was a fun different mix of different horses not too many young horses which was um kind of good because it's like 300 people are like oh like right next to the arena so it can be like a little bit intimidating for young horses so um we didn't do any like super super young horses which i think was a good idea because it is like the fei trainers conference um but yeah, it, it would also be interesting to watch somebody, you know, kind of go through the whole entire levels of, you know, all the horses. But it's also great to get help with all the FEI things and just to hear um, such top trainers, like what they do. Um, I feel so blessed um, because I ride with Ali and Michael Klemke, um, Allie Brock and Michael Klemke um, weekly. And um, they bring the same, like, wonderful techniques. And, you know, I've spent the last two years in Germany learning all about how the Germans ride. And, uh, so I felt really at home <laughs> with it and the intensity and the forward and the clarity and the, the, yeah, the real discipline about the whole thing. Um, it really felt like my last two years with Michael. <laughs> so that felt great. Um, of course, you know, it was really similar feedback to what we work on normally. So I'll get into that in a minute. Um, but one of my favorite sayings from the whole weekend was um, concentrate yourself, which is like Sven's English. Like it must be a German word to be like, it that, that 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 that's a verb, you know, but in English it was like, you should concentrate more, you know, but I love that. Like, it's like a command, like concentrate yourself. You know, and so it was like, OK, and not just like I, I just loved it It was like such a, a like a verb of like this is the action you need to take. And it is like concentrate yourself, like focus yourself, you know, and it was like, OK. And um, I love that because it was really about. When you're riding to really bring a high standard to everything you do, especially your position and your aids and your horse's reaction um yeah Liz was like concentrate yourself on <laughs> direct command like he said that the whole entire time he's like and every time you went from like a long rein walk um on the buckle to then like bringing the horse back to contact um or like you're gonna make a or depart it was always like concentrate yourself you know and you're like okay yes I will focus you know Um, But it's true. Like so often we get into these habits of just kind of mindless riding, you know, and um, we're just going through the motions and we're just doing the thing. Or like if you do a lot of sail horses, then you just get like, I got to go through the the the, just the, the, the exercises. Right. And they really both Sabine and Sven both really brought everything back to basics. That like if the the correct basics have to be there, the horse has to be swinging in the back and and up in the back and connecting to the bridle and pushing out to the contact and going forward and correctly listening to the half halt. Um, so that was really fun over like eight different riders to kind of watch them work through that, um, and I'll get into a little bit more like specifics on what I learned in my lessons, but. Um, It was just really fun to have that like world-class from both of them, um, a world-class standard and that everyone needs to concentrate themselves and focus and discipline. And like even Michael uh, over the summer was always like, force yourself to do this, force yourself to put your hands forward or force yourself to put your legs where they belong or force yourself to sit up or like whatever it was. It was just this like, the, the command that the Germans have over themselves and then over the horse and then over the arena and over the test and over the world of dressage, you know, it's like the the Germans are just dominant, you know, but it's not just like, oh, well, they have better horses. It's like, it's in, it's in them to be like focused and disciplined, concentrated and clear and direct, you know, and I just appreciate that that part of uh, the German culture and the German people. And I really, that aligns a lot with me, which is why I wanted to live there <laughs> the last two years and um, had such an amazing, like big change in my riding, um, being at Michael's for that. And just seeing the culture and watching him ride and and all of his riders and Ingrid, and just you know going to the horse shows and seeing there's just a different intensity without being tense, which is kind of special, which is probably like a whole nother live. <laughs> but some of the takeaways just in general from the and I and I think we have a joke in our barn from one of our German friends was like, do they not have corners in America? <laughs> because legit, every single time somebody comes from Germany, it's like, go in the corner, like use your corner. And Somehow in America, like, we just don't, like, that's just not a big thing. And once you start using corners, you're like, wow, like, why did I not allow myself to set my horse up in a better balance and, like, use this corner? Um, Get the rib cage soft, get the inside hind leg under, get the outside side of the horse stretching so the horse can, like, continue to, like, push into the contact correctly with active hind legs into an elastic connection um so I love that like oh yep we all need to still we all need to ride better (laughs) and also while riding better ride better corners so that was a big thing uh there was a lot of talk about proper half halts um we worked on that quite a bit with actually both of my horses which was pretty cool uh Denali a little bit more because he tends to be a bit of a strong horse but I'll get into a little bit more specifics with him uh in a minute but that You know, everyone kind of describes their half halt and what they're looking for. So that was really fun to hear from those trainers, like what their half halts were. Um, And I really loved the directness of both of them about having a true reaction to the AIDS and then being quiet. Right. There's like this again that comes back to like concentrate yourself about. Did I did I give a good aid? Like, first off, what am I doing? And then did the horse listen to it? And if not, how can I hold the horse a little bit accountable? But it was never about like getting after the horse. Like there was a big thing about throughness and trust and proper connection to the bit, which I really appreciated. Um, that all the horses and what I, you know, and also like seeing it from the eyes of living in Europe for the last couple of years was like, horses are made to move and they're made to be free. And we have to instill that they want to move for us and they want to take us somewhere. And we're takeable by being balanced in our seat and elastic in our connection. And so it was really fun to just, I was an American in europe for the last two years and now we had like europeans come and like teach us in like eight american lessons uh so it was really fun to see um how much more forward we need to go how much more elastic we need to be how much better we all need to sit um and how much more clear all of our aids need to be so i also wrote down like self-awareness and control like it's not about just controlling the horse it's way way more about controlling yourself and that the horse is really doing like the best he can with the information provided but also like are we leaning too far back are we getting too much on the curb is our curb chain too tight um are we sitting with our legs whatever you know it was just really interesting um how both of them were so much it was really like a riding lesson and not just horsing lesson right it wasn't about like wake the horse up because he's ignoring you right like hit him with the whip and like wake him up and get him in the corner right it was like why doesn't he want to go in the corner because he doesn't trust you because there's too much tension you know so that was interesting and then there was like um this horse doesn't swing through the back enough. Like how can you open up the gate um, and open up his neck to open up the back to get the hind legs more free? Uh, It really brought a lot of the horses back to, and what I, and what I also witnessed in Germany was like, there's so much more, the horses are going a lot more forward, but more natural. So I always thought that was really interesting. So that's like, there's a lot of energy going, there's a lot of allowance of the energy to be going. And then there's this way to shape the energy into what you want it to be. Um, But there kind of has to be this like energy, like something has to be happening in order to shape it into something, right? Like you can't make like a clay bowl if there's no clay on the table, right? And like, it's just like, If there's only a little tiny bit of clay, you can make a tiny little ashtray, which no one smokes anymore. So no one would use it. (laughs) Right. But like you got to have enough clay on the table to mold it into something that you want. And so the Sven was really into like go forward and like do it well and get all the energy. The horse has got to want to go somewhere and he's got to want to take you somewhere. Um, And you can't be blocking that with whatever sometimes your emotions sometimes your body sometimes your equipment um so that was really fun to watch um there was a ton of detail conversation about transitions and the quality of transitions uh, where to do them how to do them um so and how much strength you build through the transitions a little collection a little more forward like we talk a lot about in the academy, Charles's, Charles de DeComphy's dials, right? Like, can you lengthen the frame, shorten the frame? Can you lengthen the stride, shorten the stride? Like, what is your ability to have this accordion? Whether it's bending to the left or bending to the right. Can I stretch down? Can I bring them back up? Can I elongate? Can I come back? Like, that is a truly supple horse which of course is also what makes them strong so that was kind of fun to watch um, everybody really focus on transitions and always asking the horse like the next new question which i loved um and again of course in typical um german fashion it was ride forward and don't hold on (laughs) so that was evident in a lot of the like get the horse going and a little bit get out of his way, um but of course, don't throw him away, pet him a lot, let him think he's a champion for the right response. Um, Sven talked a lot about you know making the horse feel really proud about what he's doing, like when the horse really does the right thing and is and is responding the right way, reward the effort, and like really make the horse like excited about that he tried to do what you wanted right, and like encourage his curiosity to like experiment with moving more in the piaf or doing more in the extended canter right or or making a better transition so um i really love that because i feel like in our program too like we're really positive and we're really um helping the horses feel like better athletes and really proud about themselves and confident in themselves and that they then wanna do more for you, which is fun to see this also like at the top level. Hey guys, did you know that I have an online training academy? Well, I do and it's called, dun 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 dun, Team Tate Academy. Do you need to know how to ride a shoulder in better Does your horse get spooky or tight? Would you like a little more theory in bite-sized chunks? How about help with those flying changes, or even just helping your horse learn to go on the bit a bit better? We already have over 170 videos on every subject, from basic connection from the ground, to Piaf and Passage, and everything in between. And I do mean everything. The videos are about 12 minutes long and come with cheat sheets so you can download and keep it at the barn. It's easy to listen from your car, maybe even while you're tacking up your horse. All Academy members join the tack room chats, twice monthly Zoom meetings where you can ask questions and discuss with two of my coaches. And sometimes even I'm able to be there live. Apprentice level members receive monthly lectures with deep dives into theory, discussions with other experts, including horse and rider biomechanics, saddle fitting, long lining, mental health, and more. You can check it out at teamtateacademy.com slash info. And now back to the podcast. Um, I also loved both um, Sabine and Sven were really about true relaxation and true throughness. Um, Sabine had wonderful exercises to get the horse more accessible to the rider um, some good lateral work, you know, there, there's a ton, you know, leg yield and the canter and things like that, which I loved, but they both spoke a ton about the importance of relaxation, not only in the horse's back, in the horse's body, in the horse's swing, but also like in the rider and their like emotionally being relaxed, you know, and like, um, if the horse makes a mistake, like, it's okay, like, to to kind of come at it with, I don't know, like, less, like, uh, like, less tension, and more, um, playfulness, right, like, um, yeah, curiosity is a great, a great word, but, like, relaxation, even in the most difficult exercises, right, and, like, relaxation doesn't mean, like, like, couch potato. Like I'm going to lay down and take a nap because I'm relaxed. Right. It's like staying relaxed within running five miles or lifting heavy weight. Like there's the breath and the relaxation um, that allows like sometimes when um, I'm talking to my students, I'll talk about like the horse having a little bit of like a, a veil of tension over the body. Whether that's like a little bit like tightness in the neck or like stiffness in the back or tightness in the contact or stiffness in the back or the hind legs not really going that there's like, he can maybe do the movement but he's not really doing the movement fully through his whole body or through his whole mind, right? Like it's not a full partnership that's happening because one is kind of forcing the other to do the thing uh, and they both encouraged more access into the horse, um, kind of cooperation and and energy and being alive and having fun w- in the motion of the whole thing. Uh, even walking, like the horse should be like walking and like having a good time and like going somewhere and on the buckle and totally relaxed um so i really uh love that too that um true you know the, the true relaxation in body and mind so that the work doesn't have this tension um and like really when there's like this veil of tension over the horse too your aids can't really go through and so then a lot of times we get a little bit like reactive riding because the horse isn't responding quick enough but it's because there's this underlying tension which then when you start like picking at the horse it actually gets more tense because you don't really establish that deep relaxation and swing together um so that was kind of fun to 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 just like talk about and like talk with my students about and and kind of like whatever witness or feel or whatever so it was it was a fun conversation to like what truly is like deep relaxation. And I think that's like a real having access into the horse's body and mind. And that you have to first kind of like find your way in. And Sabine had some really great exercises and some really nice um, techniques from the rider on what they could change in their riding. Um, And I feel like Sven did that too but he also really wanted the horses to like, have fun with, with motion and want wanted to go a lot more like forward to kind of get that, which uh, of course I experienced a lot in Germany. <laughs> um, I, for me, it was really great. Um, but in general, I think this idea of like true connection and steady contact um, and creating the picture that you want to have in the end without being like rigid or like stuck in the picture, right? Like, oh, look, he's on the bit. And it's like, "Mm, no, he's not really through. Like they wanted realness in the horses and they wanted real access to the horses. But this idea too of like, where is this all leading to? And from a judge's eye, am I looking the part, you know? But there was also this like, um, definite integrity in the work where like the work was right, but then you also have to like get to the point that it looks right too. Like you can't just like look the part and not be the part, but they worked on like having better integrity in all the work, but then also thinking about what the end result picture should look like as well. Um, and I loved it too. It's like, cause everything is always so like daily pragmatic work you know like we always want to think like oh it's just really fancy and you know it's not that everyone can just like they're not working that hard at it you know like all these great writers like aren't working that hard and it's like nope turns out it's all hard and everyone's working hard at it and it's really like the daily ability to not only like have the vision what you want to have happen but like to have this really high standard every day right like yeah what is the quote from I think is it Socrates I'm gonna totally mess it up now right but it's like um excellence like isn't lucky it's a it's a habit I can't think of it now but i'll I'll come back to it the um I should have looked it up but right like habit, uh, being excellent is a habit, right? That like, you can just decide every day to be fully concentrating, uh, concentrate yourself and, and just raise your standard, right? Cause it's like, why are you doing that? And then it's like, ooh, doing what? Right. And it's like, well, that's what you just did. Cause you weren't thinking about it. Like think it through mindful riding, mindful riding about not just like what the horse is doing, but like what you are doing and how you're asking, um, was really cool. And just that like in everything, right? It was like, it was the corners. There was a lot of volte's <laughs> the, the, you know, uh, the Europeans love their volte's, but like not just a volte, not just like a volte to do the volte, but like, what is your quality? If you are cantering and you do a volte, he should keep, um, cantering. And Liz, you're totally right. Excellent. Yeah, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. Thank you. (laughs) I knew someone would have my back. Of course it's Liz. Um, Yeah, and so this is exactly like that quote. We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. This was exactly what they were teaching us and reminding us. Like we know we don't always do it, right? So. I challenge everyone to like, what is your standard every day, right? Like what is, where do you want to go? Do you want to go to Grand Prix? Well, do you come to the arena every day in that place of like, I'm a Grand Prix rider. This is the picture I want. This is where I want to be going. This is the, every aid I give, right? Like one of my students, Catherine, we've been talking about her Grand Prix collarbones, right? Like, do you have Grand Prix collarbones? do you have grand prix hands? Uh we talked a lot about connection over the weekend which was really fun to to feel that out as well. Yeah, and just asking yourself, like was that a grand prix half halt? And then you got to do like 7000 more of those <laughs> because every ride has, you know, a thousand half halts in it. So, but like what is the standard in yourself, right? Am I holding myself up to that standard? Because again, like Charles always said, like it's a riding sport and not a horsing sport. And sometimes everything gets into what the horse is doing, what the horse needs to do, how he needs to do it. But this is a really fun mix of like, but what are you doing as the rider? Like it's really up to you and you need to concentrate on yourself and not just what the horse is doing, which I I like personally really loved um yeah so like again too like if you're doing a volte in the trot like does the balance the bending the swing the connection the rhythm the tempo does everything stay the same that's actually super hard (laughs) but hard but good um so for me personally it was really um a fun couple of days on sunday we got to ride with sabine and lilo uh that was really great um wonderful teachers and I just uh, shared a barn with Sabine. So I just am a huge fan of her riding and her horsemanship. And it was really fun to get to know Lilo a bit better. That was great. And then um, Monday, I just rode Romeo. And he was like the the Grand Prix demo. And so we worked a lot on developing the one-time Tempes. So we did a lot of like TikToks, which is what we call them, a little out in uh out in and just step by step keeping the roundness keeping the elasticity keeping the connection um really helping the horse just keep the frame and then jumping through all the way over his back um to that nice jump and so then we we got four and then we petted him and we quit on that so that was good um yeah and then also really thinking about my aids for the pia how to quicken it up without making the horse tense was was great uh super good um we did a lot of like yeah gymnastic work in the half passes at the canter we didn't do a ton of trot um which was fine because that's always really exhausting for the horses anyway so um it was fun to get some feedback on where the quality of my half passes need to go in the canter Um, More volume, of course, without speed, so more collection, but more expression. And yeah, just discipline, you know, the devil's in the details. Like where are the horse, you know, where is he connected to the outside rein? Is he framed up to the contact properly? Is he in a proper shoulder four? Does the tempo and everything stay the same in the circles? and then do you have control on the half passes um, which was great and yeah what kind of response are you getting from your leg legate in piaf um, i have a tendency especially on romeo to get my leg too far back so that was great to get that correction for sure um and then the second day i uh, got the opportunity to be a fill-in so denali put his big boy pants on and he went out to white fences and he got off the trailer and he we did some groundwork and I got on and he was like so good he walked in and like again it's a little bit of a like an exciting arena in the way where there there's only like one other horse around and there's like 300 people or whatever sitting super close to the ring and there's like the um sound system and you know, Denali was, and then they were, at one point they were unpacking the lunch and he was like a little bit afraid of that, but he stayed right with me. He was so focused and concentrated. I was so proud of him and he can get like super strong and very, um, like tight and just sort of like stiff. And he just put his best foot forward, but we worked a lot on um alignment right and it's kind of funny because i think one of re one of the recent videos in the academy was with denali and straightness so on a right circle he a lot of times likes to swing his left hind leg out so he's so he's hanging on my left rein but it's because the left hind leg is like flying left so i'm trying to get the rib cage on the right but i have to keep the left hind leg under his body so he doesn't like continue to get strong uh, on uh, an uneven in the reins right like so often we have uneven rein contact uh with horses we're like oh he's stiff in the neck but it's really coming from somewhere in the hind legs um I talk about that a lot in one of the lectures in the academy about riding the balanced horse right like you know balance between all four corners balance between the front legs and the hind legs balance between uh, long muscles and short muscles, balance between collection and extension, right? Like there's all these balancing pieces, right? Um, correction versus um, reward. You know, like there's all, that everything needs to be balanced, right? And so um, it was really funny, you know, to have Sven comment on like Denali's rogue left hind leg when I'm like, I legit, this just came out <laughs> in the academy about like, how to put that outside leg more on and get Denali to like stack up on all four feet so he can be soft in the connection into the reins. Cause like really what happens in the neck is just a like like a neon sign of like what's happening or not happening behind your saddle, right? Or under your seat bones? like basically from like the wither back, like what's happening. So um Yeah, so we worked a lot on that ability to make him a little bendy in his rib cage and get the left hind leg under his body, but still, like, rise up to the bridle without slowing down, which was great. Um, We did a lot of, yeah, suppling work with that, a lot of voltage, keeping the activity going, and, yeah, ended up with some really beautiful trot at the end, and he was just he was so good. I was so proud of what a partner he was, um, to show up like that. I think he loved it. So that was a wonderful, like, I wasn't surprised cause I kind of thought he was ready to do it, which is why I offered. I'm like, well, I can bring another horse if, you know, another horse, you know, if one of the horses in the clinic, um, couldn't make it again the next day, I'm like, well, I, I have a horse I could bring. I think, I think he'd like it, you know? So, um, Denali loved it. So that was great really proud of him and then in my lesson with Romeo uh that was also he was much better the second day it's kind of it's kind of interesting because Romeo is like a super chill dude but like internally he's a little bit nervous like sometimes his mouth gets a bit nervous and he does this little bit like and Jess if she watches this she will know exactly what I'm talking about because there's this little like pull back he like turtles up a little bit in himself and he kind of like pulls his neck up like towards you like he's really trying to be on the bit but he's a little bit like insecure with what's happening um and he's so polite about it it's not like ugly but he's just like he wasn't like hooped up um positively like pulling into my contact he was a little bit like i don't know i'm a little nervous about this but i'm not gonna show it except for my neck, you know? So we worked on uh, a steadier contact and that he can longitudinally flex a little bit better. And yeah, I, again, working on that ability to quicken the piaf without the tension. it, um, we did a really great exercise on the next day, on Tuesday, where we started the half pass, like a sharp, um, steep half pass at the walk. And then we picked up the canter and then like continued to like ground cover, ground cover, ground cover, which was, that was a nice exercise. Um, we also did a really great exercise, which Michael and I did a ton of um, in German in Germany. So that felt like totally at home. But instead of Michael in the middle, it was Sven, which felt the same. So um, that was fine. It was like haunches in, shoulder in, haunches in, shoulder in, all at the canter spiral out, extended canter, bring him back, medium canter, bring him back, back in, haunches in, shoulder in, haunches in, and just like suppling the horse and asking him the questions. So that was um, also really great. Um, So yeah, I thought everyone did a beautiful job riding, really interesting horses, really nice riders. um, And it was just presented like really, really well. So I totally um, recommend that for people to come to that because that was uh really good and it's just fun to like see everybody i'm so glad i got to ride in it i feel really grateful to have been um selected to ride in it for sure i think it's a great event and i totally support it and it was great so yeah that's what happened this week really powerful stuff really great exciting times all right have a great night you guys thanks for joining bye I hope you enjoyed my podcast, Dressage Life with JJ Tate. Don't forget to subscribe. And we would love it if you would share this with other dressage riders, and they can find us wherever they get their podcasts. Do you have a topic request, question, or some feedback? Please email us at teamtatedressage at gmail.com. Thanks for joining, and make it a great day.